Hello there, and welcome back to Podcast Interference. We return, and this time we're bringing you our top 12 running backs list, which should hopefully help you out in your drafts, which will be starting pretty much now, uh, in most cases, as we're so close to the season. It's, it's finally here. There's football back on the television. What is happening? Um, I'm joined as ever by my uh, loyal, faithful compa- companion here, uh, Mr. <laughs> Jack Dixon. How are you doing today, Jack? Yeah, really good. It's actually fantastic to watch some football this week. Admittedly, it wasn't a great game, Steelers-Cowboys, but I'm just happy to be closing it on the start of the season. Yeah, the highlights reel was... Um, <laughs> they, they, I mean, is is it a highlights reel? I mean, there were maybe Not two. when it's that short, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but as you say, it was nice to nice to see something on the, on the telly again. So, uh, yeah, finally, finally getting some games in, which is good. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll we'll get started uh, without further ado and, and jump into our top 12 running backs list. I think we've both had some difficulty with this one because, well, all sorts of, all sorts of things are changing. Um, you know, you do get news out of training camp and you do have to take it sometimes with a pinch of salt when it comes to bigging certain players up, but yeah. uh, it's the injury stuff that you've got to keep an eye on, I think. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a... A bit of a shifting list, I think, for both of us. Um, but we'll we'll get started and we'll see uh, see what we've come up with. So, uh, do you want to kick us off, Jack, with your running back number one? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you kicked us off last time, so I'll go first. And this, I must admit, this was like every position doing this. These rankings were pretty tough. Um, but I just tried to go with who I think I'd, I'd take if I was in that in that first pick. That first pick mindset. So I've got I've got CMC first overall. I got Christy McCaffrey first. Yeah, um, same. I, I think you know. Yes, he did have a, a sort of an injury riddle last season, but the three seasons before that, he was absolutely fine. Even in the three games he played last season, he was four hundred yards and six touchdowns, which is like just mental. You know, if you incorporate that over a full season, I don't see how he can't be the RB the RB one. Like, yeah, it, it, I, I just can't see it not happening. I agree. I think the thing to remember, and probably the thing to to make really clear here, is this this list is based on a PPR uh, yeah, format. So thinking about that as as another aspect of the game is really important. And I think Christian McCaffrey is kind of he's the best of both worlds. You know, you have Derek Henrys who, you know, put up two thousand yard seasons as he did last year but they don't really catch very often. Then you've got your Austin Ecklers who might make only 600, uh, 600 yards rushing, but they just have catch the volume yeah. to catch everything. Um, so I do apologize if you can hear squeaking in the background. That is my cat playing with a toy. So uh, <laughs> hopefully he'll he'll take it away and, and do that elsewhere, but we'll see. Um, I can't control him. He has a mind of his own. Um, so, so Christian McCaffrey, he, he has he has both, uh, both of those... Uh, benefits to his to his character i guess you know mm-hmm. he had back in 2019 he had over a thousand passing yards which is you know you'd be happy with a wide receiver getting that kind of volume so yeah. for a running back to get that kind of volume and also have the kind of the rushing aspect as well it's just yeah it's incredible so he had 116 receptions which is the equivalent of if you think about it in ppr terms that's the equivalent of rushing for 1160 yards so that's when you <laughs> when you put it yeah. like that, that's crazy. Just to put it that is. into perspective, 116 points just on catches would have put him as the RB 29 last year. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. You know that 
that's so they're the numbers that he's putting up. So I don't think I know you said it was difficult, but I don't think anyone can yeah. dispute that that CMC he's is the, the number one. Um, so yeah, he was he's he's at the top of my list as well. I mean, last year was a bit of a wake up call to a lot of people. You mm-hmm. know, he is he is human. He isn't a tank. He's not going to yeah. never go down. So it, it, obviously the injury side of things is something to be aware of you know he isn't the invincible man that people thought he was but at the same time you know not one bad season are. doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to be good yeah. in in future so and he's got a new quarterback now as well that's going to change things up you know cam newton cam newton in the in the mccaffrey era wasn't the cam newton in the kind of pre mccaffrey era no mm-hmm. you know we we there's been quite a visible decline in cam newton's ability and that started, you know, before McCaffrey was was at the team with mm-hmm. the team. So who knows? Maybe maybe not having Newton as his uh, quarterback will make a difference. We didn't really get enough. Obviously, it was Teddy Bridgewater last year who's moved yeah. on, but we didn't get enough of a a, a kind of a sampling, uh, I guess, of Christian McCaffrey without having a different quarterback to to Cam. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think looking looking at some some tapes and some reports, like it seems like Darnold and McCaffrey have built quite a, a good relationship. I've watched a few clips of him catching passes and stuff, so I think I think I think I think he'll be fine. And I think McCaffrey is just that good, no matter what the quarterback situation. I think he's always going to be up there, so I, th- I think he'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean he's the leading man on that team. There's no yeah. question about it. So uh, I think. If you're going, if you're going first in uh, in in your draft, you know your your, cho- your choice is there. So your mind should already be made up. You should go for Christian McCaffrey. Um, so we'll move on to number two. Uh, I guess I'll go for number two here. Go for it. Uh, my selection is Dalvin Cook at number two. I don't know if that's the same as you or whether yeah. you have someone different. You know, yeah, I've got I've got Cook at um, Cook at two. Um, I think he was only he was the RB three last year. But he, but he was the RB three in fourteen games played. So he's just when he's when he is on the field, he's just so explosive. Um, he's not bad catching either. He had forty three receptions last year. Like you said, PPR does matter. Um, I, yeah, I just I'd put him ahead of everyone else apart from McCaffrey, obviously. Yeah, I think he's got a level of McCaffrey about him as well, and that he is quite a big star on on the Vikings roster. He is yeah. probably their primary weapon. I know that Justin Jefferson kind of came out of nowhere last year mm-hmm. and stole the show. And Adam Thielen has always been an excellent goal line threat, anyway. But I think Cook is, you know, the Vikings do lean quite heavily on on the rush. So um, I th- I think that he is he's just in prime position to do really well this year as long as he can stay healthy. I think that's the only question mark around him is you know he does have a tendency to get himself beaten up, but I don't know whether that's just through overuse to be honest. Um, but he also mm-hmm. is is a he's a part of the of the pass catching game as well. So the fact that he like I say he gets uh, fifty three receptions I think in two thousand nineteen, and then we're looking at forty four last year. So he, he, you know, that, again, that's like another 500, 400 yards on top of what he's already going for on the ground. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, he's an he's an excellent choice, and I think you can be quite confident that he's going to be a primary player this year, and uh, hopefully, hopefully leads the Vikings to a Super Bowl. But <laughs> I feel like keep, that. Uh, keep dreaming. <laughs> yeah, I've got to. I've got. To. <laughs> so, uh, who's your number three? Uh, number three, and I, I will say it was close between two and three. Number three, I've got uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, Same. Yeah, I think he's 
even in obviously he's in a similar similar situation to CMC. The quarterback situation is obviously is is not great. Um, you know, you've either got Winston or Hill. But I mean, he had he had sixteen touchdowns on the ground last year, five in the air, eighty three receptions. It's just you you can't argue with the numbers, no matter what the quarterback with Kamara. He's that yeah, good. Yeah, I agree. I will throw I will throw an alternative opinion in there a little bit, and that that the reason he was I was quite confident in putting him below Dalvin mm-hmm. was because. Yeah. Six of his sixteen touchdowns came in against the Vikings uh, in in week sixteen. You know he was a league winner for many many people, but he was. to have all of your touchdowns in one week doesn't necessarily mm. work out. You know if that if that's week week sixteen and you're in the championship playoff, good on you, you've won pretty much. Yeah. But if that's any other week, and you know, you know, say it's week three, yeah, you're gonna win your week, but you know. Six of sixteen is a huge it's a, uh, yeah, it's sort a of percentage. Yeah, so it's agreed. Y- y- you know, and he was he was quite fortunate, I think, that he was running up a very very depleted um, defense. So the, the reason I'm a little worried about him is mainly due to, due to the fact that a lot of his value last year came in that final game. Yeah, um, I get that. But that's not to say that he can he can turn it around this year. He, I mean, you can't deny he's an absolute talent. He's just incredible. He knows how to do his job, um, and he yeah. does it better than almost anybody else. And he's fantastic to watch. So, I think Kamara as an individual, yeah, he's fantastic. I might even put him above Cook, but Kamara within the Saints as the Saints is now. Yeah, I, I, that's why I'm lower. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's lower that. for me for that reason. So. We'll see what happens with the the Saints' offense this year, but I guess he's going to be a primary target for either Hill or um, Winston, yeah. depending on who he takes the reins. So I yeah. think in the receiving game, he's gonna he's gonna clock up some uh, some receptions there, so Agreed. he should be fine. Number four for me. Now this is a somewhat controversial oh, one. Oh, Is Saquon Barkley? Oh, um, interesting. I, I've I've gone. I've gone faithful with him, um, mainly because he is just so good, and I think a lot of people are they're putting him down in their lists because he was injured last mm-hmm. year. And I think the thing that that hangs over a, a big injury like uh, you know an ACL tear is that that can change a player's entire ability. But mm-hmm. I think the thing with Barkley that you've got to keep in mind is he is he is so good from a kind of intellectual level as well as a physical level. Like he can yeah. read the game so well. That even if he might not be as explosive physically as he was, he still is such a kind of mastermind um, as a running back that he's going to be able to find the gaps. He's going to be able to make his way through. He's going to be able to punch through the holes. He's going to be able to make all the plays that he was making back in his rookie season. Except now he has the experience of being a, a member of the league for a lot longer. Yeah. So. He's he's not a rookie anymore, and I mean, if we look at his rookie stats, oh, it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> one thousand three hundred and seven yards on the ground, seven hundred and twenty-one in the air, and and that's the key thing is that he had ninety-one receptions, which insane. again insane. is the equivalent to nine nine hundred and ten yards. So if he's playing to that standard and he's mm-hmm. doing that again this year, there's no reason why he's not going to be in the top five. Uh, I, I I can't see any reason why he would be. He's got Daniel Jones, who has new weapons, obviously, in Kenny Galladay now as well. So that's going to stretch the defenses because they've got more threats to deal with. Mm-hmm. I just think that I'm I'm quite liking the way the Giants' offense is shaping up this year, and I think that Barkley 
is being unfairly uh, sort of written down just on the basis of the fact that he was mm. unable to play last year. I think he's going to be pretty oh, dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've, I've got him at five, so I'm not too far behind. Um, but at four, I've got, I've got Derek Henry. Um, I just, I was thinking to myself, if I was in a situation where I'm picking fourth, fifth, or whatever, and they were both there, even though I agree, I think Barkley is probably when fully fit, the superior talent, I just, I think I'd still draft Henry. I'm not saying he's going to have 2,000 yards again, but he's just, he does so much work for that Titans offense. He had 378 carries last year, which led the league by a long way. And when he averages five yards a clip, plus the 200 odd yards he's guaranteed each game he plays the Texans. (laughs) I just, um, (laughs) I just, um, I just, I was, if I'm, if I was in that spot, I'd, I'd take Henry, and it is close because I love Barkley, like you said. I think if he gets back to rookie form, I think obviously we're talking about him probably with CMC at the top, but we just there's that just there's just that doubt for me. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's completely fair. Um, I think I've well just to just to say I guess I've got Derek Henry as my number five, so we are pretty Perfect. close and. In our thoughts there, but the reason I've chalked him down a little bit under Barkley is that, unfortunately for Henry, what the game we're playing is PPR, and Henry yeah. is he doesn't he just doesn't catch the ball. Only he had 19, 19 yeah. receptions, which you know it's one hundred and ninety yards, and then kind of when you're looking at Saquon Barkley's rookie season, seven hundred and twenty-one yards, uh, sort of in the air, and ninety-one receptions, that would put him points-wise above Derrick Henry from last year, even though Derrick Henry. Uh, got 2,027 yards. I think the touchdowns uh, might change the stats a little bit. I can't do it quite off the top of my head, but it, it's the mm. it's the fact that he's not got that kind of he, he's not he's not a receiver, um, which just the fact that you know every catch is worth 10 yards. So so Derrick Henry has to be running 10 yards to even make up the equivalent of Alvin Kamara catching one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, so it's. I don't know why I used Alvin Kamara there as an example, but I'm just I could I could just see him in my mind's eye gliding through the air as he as he made a wonderful catch. Um but you just don't get that from from Derrick Henry, which which kind of puts him down a little bit in my opinion. But you can't deny the man is a beast and you know he just shoves defenders off. It's like there isn't yeah. a defense to hold him down. So do you think he'll get another two thousand yard season this year? I I honestly don't see any reason right why he couldn't. I like the Titans are a pretty good offense anyway. I am um, obviously adding Julio Jones and whatnot. I think they're going to be quite dynamic this year. And like, I mean, if he has if he has three hundred and seventy eight carries again, I I honestly don't don't see why not. Like, I'm all I can say for the rest of the league is thank God he can't catch the ball because if he could, I mean, I don't even know what you'd do. Yeah, I think that would, <laughs> it, 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 honestly, if he got even, yeah, even fifty catches. Even, that's it. It would just it would just elevate him above everybody else. I think even Christian McCaffrey would be struggling to keep up with him at that point. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see whether he can reach those lofty heights of two thousand again. I don't know that it's statistically. It'd be good to good to see. It might be a worthwhile exercise just seeing how many running backs in in the past who have hit two thousand yards have had consecutive seasons. I can't imagine I that many did. Don't think that has ever been done. Off the top of my head, obviously you had um, Chris Johnson got two thousand, then went under two thousand. Uh, Terrell Davis for the Broncos had two thousand, but I don't think it's ever been done. Hmm. We might have to look into that one because that would be a good indicator of whether we can trust Henry to do it again. But 
I mean, as you say, is like if he's getting the volume, then there's no reason why that couldn't happen. Okay, so we move on to number six. Seth. I imagine this is where we start to divert, uh, di- yeah. sort of diverge <laughs> a little bit. Um, so we'll see see what you have at number six. Uh, number six, I've got um, I got Zeke. Um, I think Prescott coming back. I think even though his numbers have taken a steady decline over the last couple of years, um, he I think his talent is enough to bounce back. I think Prescott coming back, the offense is going to be much better anyway. Uh, just with Prescott coming back, I think he gets back to, you know, top ten certainly at running back status, and I think he has a, I think he has a much much better year than last year. Yeah, I, I have uh, Zeke at number seven, so I'm not too far off. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I had him at number seven again is because, as you say, I think with Prescott back, he's going to make a, it's going to make a huge difference to his game. Over the first five games he played last year, uh, with our rules, obviously we we deduct an additional point for fumbles in our league mm-hmm, um, yeah. but he, he got 27.7, 20.2 17.8, 19.5 19.5 and 23.5 so if he'd kept those numbers up he'd have been on track to, to do incredibly well uh, you know that's an average of around 21 22 points per game but um, unfortunately Prescott got injured yep. and uh, his his numbers just, just tumbled, just, they just tanked yep. um, so I think with Prescott back I, I don't see why he can't be putting up those numbers again. So maybe I might change my opinion and stick him up to sixth. Actually, I'm talking myself out of it. <laughs> uh, but but who I have at number six now that we uh, now that we know the situation with the Packers has kind of settled a little bit. I've gone for Aaron Jones as as number oh, six. Oh, okay. Um, which I think is a sneaky number six. I don't know that many people would have him this highly rated, to be honest. Um, but I. I liked what he did last year. You know, he was 1,104 mm-hmm. uh, yards rushing, 355 in the air, 47 receptions, and then collectively he got 11 touchdowns. He has got a new contract, which will probably encourage him to, you know, play better. This might be his last year with Aaron Rodgers. It more than likely will be. Yeah. So he's probably going to want to go out with a bang. I just feel like the Packers this year are kind of... It, this is almost the swan song year with uh, Aaron yeah, Rodgers, and I feel dance. like they, as a as an offense, uh, they just have to click for old times' sake, if nothing mm-hmm. else. This is, I think, this is their last chance to win a Super Bowl for a long time, their last good chance. So, 100%. I, I feel like Aaron Jones is going to be putting up big numbers, and um, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm quite high on him this year for that reason. I feel like there's a lot of emotion that goes into it more than stats, um, which I guess is why I've kind of put him up the list for me but I definitely think he's going to be someone to to keep an eye on this year because I think he's going to do really well yeah no I, I mean I, yeah I've got him a little bit lower so we'll get to that but yeah I, I, yeah I agree with those points I've got um, so you've got Jones at six Zeke at seven okay yeah. cool I've got so I've got I've got Austin Eckler at seven okay yeah. um you know he didn't didn't play full games he only played 10 last season um but again, as we've been discussing in PPR, he is one of those types of running backs that can quite easily have 10 catches a game. Um, I think, obviously, Justin Herbert, I think, is only going to get better. Yeah. Um, I think if Eckler plays the full season, he's he's probably going to be in that realm of, what, 80, 90 sort of catches, as well as having close to 1,000 yards rushing. Um, and I think he only had three touchdowns last season. I'm, I'm convinced that's going to go up. So I just yeah. I can't see a scenario where he where he doesn't have a better a better year than last year. So I, yeah, I really like him for this year. Yeah, well, 
funnily enough, he's my number eight. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm again. I I quite like Austin Eckler anyway. I think as a as a person, I quite like him as well. Yeah. I just I just find that he, he just seems to be one of those good guys. So I always really root for him, even if he isn't on my team. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, back in 2019, he only had 557 rushing yards, but he was 993 on passing. So. Yeah, you know he was just shy of a thousand yard receiving uh, season, which, as we said before, you know you'd be happy if that was your wide receiver one who was getting those kind of numbers anyway. Uh, with ninety two receptions, mm. so those ninety two receptions again, if we put that into yardage, that would be like nine hundred and twenty yards. So, I think he's he's another sneaky sneaky good player. I think yeah. a lot of people just look at his rushing ability and kind of maybe downplay him for that reason. But you've just got to remember that with PPR, yeah. The receptions are so so important, so it does it does again put him up there in in value. So he's my number eight, and and everything you said about Justin Herbert's the same as well. You know, he's going into his second season now. He's yeah. gonna have he's got the experience of a year playing in the NFL. He's had the off season. He's had a full full training uh, with his team, which is something that he didn't get the year before because mm-hmm. of COVID as well. So you've got to think with the rookie quarterback mm-hmm. who's who's as talented as Herbert, then yeah, yeah you, you're looking at a good season no matter who you are on the Chargers. Yeah, completely agree. Um, so I mean, uh, so I guess I'll go into eight then. So eight, I've got uh, Nick Chubb. Snap. Um, I think he's, I mean, 12 games last season, still went over 1,000, had 12 touchdowns, career high 5.6 a carry and somehow managed to average over 10 yards a carry in the fourth quarter which is just Crazy. absolutely insane um, and to top it off if you look at the last three years I believe forced missed tackles you got Derek Henry at 178 Chubb second at 168 so I think he's wow. I absolutely love Chubb that's why I've got him in Dynasty and I think if he plays the full 16 I think he's going to have a monster season yeah, I, I completely agree. I think the only thing that, that puts Chubb kind of lower down the list than um, the others that we've discussed so far for me is just that he doesn't really factor into the receiving game yeah, completely very agree. much. Uh, and he did see quite a significant decline um, last year. He only had 16 receptions when he had 36, I believe yeah, it before. was, in 2019. Obviously, he was out for kind of four and a half games. Mm-hmm. Um but even with that factored in, that is quite a decline. Uh, so, but he he got more touchdowns. You know, he had twelve touchdowns over rather than eight touchdowns. So, I guess he's more of a threat um, in the red zone. But yeah, I, I would like him to be higher. But I just think that yeah, the passing yeah, the, the, takes the, it the, down. The, yeah, the Browns don't really pass particularly well. Um, <laughs> Good news <either>. for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although I I like Baker Mayfield, I just feel I he's, he's he's a good. I think he's a good real life quarterback. I just think he's he's not a great fantasy quarterback, unfortunately, for those reasons. <laughs> um, so number ten for me, it might be a controversial one again, given that he's given so many people in the past, including myself, headaches before. Is Joe Mixon uh, <laughs> for me? So the reason I have Joe Mixon is he even in your top twelve? Yes. He is. Oh, okay. That's good. I didn't know whether he would be. Um, But I think this year is his year to redeem himself, and I'm really hoping that it is. I think Gio Bernard's moved on, so he doesn't have anybody stealing his his thunder in the sort of receiving department. Um, 
he's got a really high ceiling. Like when he was healthy last year against the Jaguars, he got 43 points in a game, which is just phenomenal. So he has it in his locker. We know that he has it in his locker. He needs to stay healthy first and foremost. That's always been his biggest problem is that he's just kind of, he's not been healthy for the full season Mm -hmm. and, and he needs to be. But I think with him being now a three down back and with the, with the kind of, yeah, Bengals saying, you know, he is going to be on the field the majority of the time. I feel like this is his time to shine. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you think of the wide receiver core that the Bengals have Just now. Just crazy def- talent. Defences aren't going to know what to do with themselves. So it's going to give him the opportunity to get open as well. So I am hoping that high he has Mixon. an incredible year this year. So I, I'm, I'm pretty high on Mixon. Yeah, so you've got Mixon at 10. So I've got... Um... Did I skip my nine? Yeah, I skipped my nine. I've got I've got Aaron Jones at nine. Um complete okay. completely agree with your points. My only slight downside on Jones is he is he is a little inconsistent. Um he did have five games last season where he was less than sixty yards rushing, which I don't really like. He yeah. he does tend to do the bulk of his damage just in one off games rather than consistently. But again, with Aaron Rodgers and that offense, he's always gonna put up numbers. Um, and then moving on to my ten, um, I've got I've got Jonathan Taylor at ten. Um, okay, I I really liked what I saw last season. Um, especially towards the back end, he had a bit of a slow start, then sort of really kicked on. Um, and I think I think even despite the Colts' worries at quarterback and. Obviously, with Quinton Nelson going down, I think he is good enough, and I think he is going to be the focal point of the offense, no matter no matter who's quarterback, whether it's Falls or Eason or whoever they sign or whatever. So I think he's going to be the focal point, and I think he has a, a good year. Yeah, he he missed out on my top twelve. Just, um, just. there are two two of the guys who I feel a little more confident in. Uh, you've kind of pointed out the reasons why I'm a little nervous, obviously. Yeah. Uh, two major injuries um, to the Colts, which which are probably going to last into the first couple of games of the season, which it might not matter in the long run. You know, mm. you can lose a couple of games to start with, but it does put me on edge. I think Eason is... He's untried and untested, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not that sure that... I'm, even if he dumps it off to to JT, does that mean that JT can even even punch through? It there's a there's a lot of question mm. marks about that offense that just unsettles me. I think I get that. I, I don't necessarily like the risk. Obviously, you've you've got a kind of backfield by committee that could start happening there as well. Um, you know, Max back and 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 Hines and. I, yeah, I, I'm not too convinced. Um, I think a lot of people are high on him. He had a really good stretch of games uh, towards the end of the season last year, just the same as David Montgomery did, but yeah. no one talks about Montgomery in the same way that they talk about JT. So I often think, you know, do people do people forget that Montgomery had such a such a good few games, but everyone chalks that down to strength of schedule, but but no one really talks about that with JT. Was he just lucky to have a run of easy games? Yeah, I mean, if I don't know. that's one thing, when I was doing some research, that's one thing that did get mentioned, is that he did have some good games against some, shall we say, subpar defences. Um, but I, 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 I love the guy. I loved him when he was drafted. I loved the pick, and I, I loved him in college as well. So I think that's why I'm perhaps a little bit higher than I am on, on say, some other running backs that are close in this ranking. I, I think where you've got him at 10 is about right, though, because I would say that he probably is like a, 
an early second round pick yeah. Um, yeah. in most drafts, which is, uh, you know, 10th onwards, yeah. I guess. Most people will be picking a running back in the first round, but you also have your Devontae Adams, your Travis Kelsey's, your Tyreek Hills, who are going to also sneak in yeah. and are so good in their respective positions that you'd kind of be foolish to let them slip to the second round. So I, I, I do think that... JT is going to be a, a second round pick for a, for a lot of yeah. people, but if you got him in the second round, you should be really happy with that, I think, because he does have again. He's got he's another player with a high ceiling, and mm-hmm. Wentz will be back, and you know that offensive line will be brought back to full strength as well. So y- you do have you do have something to look forward to mm-hmm. um, yeah. a little later on in the season. So he could be a good he could be a good second win player, I guess. Um. But yeah, he didn't quite. He didn't quite uh, cut the mustard for me. I'm afraid he wasn't. He wasn't quite on the top twelve. But if I, if I had put him at a rank, it would have been thirteen. Um, so my number eleven is uh, Antonio Gibson, a player that I I, I had once and, and let go in Dynasty. For we won't talk about it. Um, but I I think he's fantastic. He's he's another guy who's he he's kind of sneaky in the in the passing game as well. He does get a few receptions which help to bolster his stats. Mm-hmm. Um he, you know, he's going to I think he's going to have a more stable season this season. Uh you know, he was the turf toe incident yeah. uh, that's been kind of plaguing him and it's followed him into the off season. Apparently, um Rivera and and the team have, have all kind of said that it's not an issue anymore. They've kind of promised that it's not an issue anymore. And if that is the case, I think he's going to be great. I think he can only really improve on last season. He's going to have a more stable quarterback situation, hopefully. I imagine Fitzmagic is going to be the primary quarterback uh, in that Washington I hope so. offense. <laughs> and I think if they stick with him and they keep it consistent, that's going to be a great thing uh, for Gibson. So... Mm-hmm. I can only really see him improving on his stats from from last year with with all those things considered. Um, so I think that he he is uh, another one to watch. He's he's probably going to be a great player this year and uh, hopefully takes a lot of a lot of teams uh, all the way to the playoffs. Yeah, no, completely agree. He, he didn't make my top twelve, but I'll be honest, like ten to ten to sixteen could almost be interchangeable. To be fair, it, it's so close. Um, I've I've got Mixon at eleven. Oh, he made it good. Uh, he, yep. he made it in there. And, like, just to reiterate your point, even, like, in the games he played, he had 81.5% of the backfield shares. So he does, now, like you said, with Bernard gone, he's basically going to get every single touch humanly possible as long as he remains healthy. So I think in that offense now with Burrow back with the receivers, he's a, he's a fantastic running back anyway. I, I can't see him as long as him stick. As long as he stays healthy, I can't see him finishing outside the top twelve. I just can't see it. Yeah, yeah, I, I really hope that he he does well. Um, I think it's about time that he gives that all those fancy owners who have placed <laughs> the faith in him for the past two or three years something to to shout about. This is the year. I mean, he so many people buy into him year after year, and and there are so many memes and things on Twitter that I see about people sort of saying they'll never draft him again and then the draft comes around and you kind of Take him hate again. yourself for it but you've <laughs> got to go for him again and I think this is that year for him and I really hope I really hope it is um so my final pick at number 12 is Clyde Edwards Hilaire oh, okay. um so I I think he got a lot of bad press last year because I think he he entered arguably the best offense uh in the NFL and 
he didn't perform quite as well as people expected him to. Um, I know I know in a couple of drafts that we did, he was taken in the first round, uh, which might have been a little premature for a rookie. You know, y- you can't necessarily expect them everyone to have a Saquon Barkley-style rookie season. Yeah. And, and I think the fact that he didn't play so well kind of has put people... People have got a bit mad about it, I think, and they've just kind of shut him down and just thought, oh, you know, once bitten, twice shy. But I, I do. He, you've got to remember he is playing in the Chiefs' offense, which means he is going to be getting touches. He is going to be he is going to be a mm-hmm. part of that offense. They are pass heavy. Obviously, Mahomes is incredible, but I just feel like the, they need to uh, they need to kind of balance the game a little. They do need their running back. They don't really have anybody else who can take over from him. To be honest, um, I think he, you know, he is obviously the prime running back, and I just feel mm. like that this is going to be his breakout season. I think he's had he's had a year to adjust, he's had a year to get used to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that this is this is the season where he's actually going to kind of take off. Um, but he's down at number twelve for me because I, it's a risk. So he's kind of a high, he's a, he's a high risk, high reward kind of pick. I think mm-hmm. uh, if things go well, and if he becomes part of the passing game too. That's uh, that's going to only put his numbers up even more. Yeah, I mean, I, he, he didn't make my list. Um, I think it's almost for similar reasons. I think that the fact that he's on the Chiefs' offense can almost work for him and against him. Like they yeah. they have so many ridiculous weapons. Like they like you said, because they've got Mahomes, they they don't they're never going to give Edwards Alaire the ball two hundred and eighty times a season in terms of carries. I am. Um, I just. I think. I, I hope they go more balanced. I think that would that would be fantastic for him, but I, I'm I'm a little sceptical, um, and that that's the only reason he didn't make my list. But he's a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think if you go in with the stack stack kind of methodology of drafting as well, you know, he's. I think the Chiefs is a team that you could feasibly target because mm-hmm. I imagine if you're kind of towards the back end of the first round, you could grab Tyreek Hill, first round. Yeah. Then maybe you could grab Travis Kelsey, and if you're kind of lucky, you could maybe grab Edwards Alaire in the third if you're really lucky. Yeah, I can um, see that. I can so, see so that happening. Y- y- you could feasibly kind of have the the Chiefs as an offense, mm-hmm. and I know quite a few people like that kind of methodology because it's 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 a again it's another high risk high reward thing. But the Chiefs are more often than not going to play well. So if you have kind of three key components of the Chiefs' offense, arguably. You know, even if Hill or Kelsey hog all of the points, uh, you are still benefiting from mm-hmm. that because you've got one. You know, you've got three shares. You've in got that three. Team. Yeah. I mean, feasibly, if people, I know a lot of people are so high on Mahomes, they'll draft him in the third. But drafting a quarterback in the third, in my opinion, is just ludicrous. Um, <laughs> but if, if, well, in this particular format, in t- in two QB format, obviously you want to be drafting a QB early. Um, but in one QB definitely kind of wait till like round five at the earliest but if you could grab Mahomes as well I mean you're going very heavy but it it could all fall into place for you you could be able to do it so um yeah he's an interesting choice but Mm -hmm. I definitely I hope he has a top 12 season this season I I feel I feel like he deserves one after after last year he needs to prove his haters wrong um so yeah my kind of my last my last three uh were the ones that was shakiest on because as you say between Mm -hmm. sort of three three and sixteen seventeen uh, yeah. there's not a huge amount of difference. They're all kind of in a similar tier, I would say. Because I also like David Montgomery as well for the same <laughs> reasons as JT. But I, I just I just feel like if you shine a light on both of them, they are quite similar. And everyone seems to just put poor old uh, Monty down. And I, I feel like he deserves some uh, love. 
Um, that's got nothing to do with the fact that he's on my dynasty team. No, but, no. Uh, <laughs> I just I, I, I like the guy, and and I hope that the Bears' offense uh, is plays well this year. They, you know, they've they've made some good changes, so things things can only get better for the Bears, right? <laughs> it can't I've, get much worse. No, I mean, yeah. To be fair, I mean Montgomery would have been thirteenth for me. I um, I had um, I had Najee Harris at twelve. Um, I think. I mean, I, I I loved him when we talked about him on our on our sort of rookies episode and our lead up to the dynasty draft. He had an absolutely incredible season in college last year. He's got a nose for the end zone, twenty six touchdowns, fifty seven in fifty one college games played. I like that rate. Um, he walks in as the as the RB one on the Steelers offense. He can pass catch as well. His receptions in college went up each year. Like I, I think if you, if you think James Robinson, for example, last season finished as the RB seven in PPR, for example, I, I think Harris can quite easily have a top twelve season, given that he's going to walk in and start week one. Yeah, I, I'm pretty high on Harris too. I think the only thing that gives me pause is that O line. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'm I'm a little worried that he's going to get banged up and injured at some point this season, <laughs> and I think they'll lean on him quite heavily because he's, I do as well. he's good. And and that's both a good and a bad thing. You know, if they overdo it, then they, they will lose an incredible piece of their offense. But I guess it's in their best interest to keep them healthy. So hopefully the coaches make the right decisions. Um, but yeah, I think he'd probably be my 14th. Yeah. So he's not too far off for me. But um, yeah, I think his ceiling is very high for sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. I just feel like his floor might be a little lower. So he's he's a bit of a riskier pick, I think. But it's just incredible that he is, he is walking into... You know, an offense. You know, they were unbeaten, weren't they, for 10, 11 games last yeah. year? The, the Steelers all, so, all fell apart. So, <laughs> so, well, yeah, it didn't go well after that, but they started off strong. And um, yeah. I think he is kind of the, the piece that they were missing, I guess. So um, hopefully, hopefully they have a good season uh, for their sakes mm. and uh, that puts his points up. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree. I think, like, this, this, like, Steelers, when you think Steelers football, you think good defense, which they've, they've got. It was a fantastic defense last year you know, run the ball and then, you know, an aging Ben Roethlisberger, don't ask him to do too much is, would be my philosophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see this being maybe his last season or penultimate season. I don't think he's going to be. Christ, I hope so. <laughs> he's not going to be around much longer, is he? And uh, and then I guess the Steelers need to keep their eyes peeled for a decent QB pickup. Um, yes, they do. Which, yeah. Well, I've got Dwayne Haskins. Well, yeah. Obviously, he's going to take over that role, and he's going to be fantastic. Next, Patrick Mahomes. Um, so, uh, yeah. Well, that's that's our list. Are there any kind of mm. sleepers uh, that that you've considered? Anyone who's going quite late uh, in, in drafts or have have quite a low ADP that you feel like could be kind of could diamonds in the rough? Off. I mean, it's it's a weird one because like there is like there's so many people we didn't mention, like you said, that are, that are solid talents. Like for example, like I said, I didn't have. I didn't have Montgomery in my top twelve. I didn't have Gibson top twelve. I think J.K. Dobbins is gonna be is gonna be pretty good. Josh Jacobs as well. Raiders yeah. is a is a fantastic running back. I also think, and it frustrates me because I've got James Robinson in Dynasty, but I also think Travis Etienne's probably worth a late round pick. I think he, I, th- I think he annoyingly probably comes in at some point and starts taking the, the share of the touches in Jacksonville because he's just so good catching the ball. Um, and yeah, has been I mean, taken. You, yeah, you don't commit first round draft capital to a guy that you're just going to use on, <laughs> on every so often. So uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I think, think I think he's ETN worth a pick. Be good. 
Yeah, for sure. I think there's one guy who, who I've seen kind of drop really low quite a lot who I feel like could be a good pickup, and that's Gus Edwards. Yeah. Um, I feel like they, you know, it's still backfield by committee with the Ravens. So as, as far as kind of an RB3 is concerned, if you did need somebody who could step in at some point on a bye week mm-hmm. um, and can put up points, I would say Edwards is good because he's also a goal line threat. You know, he's he more so than Dobbins seems to be taking the, the red zone carries. Uh, he, he's more likely to punch through just through sheer brute strength, whereas Dobbins is a little bit more of a kind of um, elusive player, I guess. So yeah. I, I feel like Gus Edwards might be a nice little sneaky pickup if you kind of get to round 10, 11 and he's still there. I think he's definitely worth worth a go. Worth a pick. Just, be, just because he has quite a high ceiling, even if his floor is pretty low. Um, so he's he's kind of he's a guy that I've been, especially in mock uh, drafts that we've been running recently, I've been kind of keeping Things my eye on. For him. Um, but apart from that, I just I feel like there's a lot of good running backs, to be honest. I feel like there this is. year there's... You know, there's at least 20, maybe getting on for 30 that I would quite happily have on my roster uh, without kind of feeling a little too sweaty Mm -hmm. uh, going into a game week. So I I do think there's a lot of talent to be had. And obviously the top 12s that we've put forward are kind of our own opinion based off our own research. Uh, And we've, you know, both of us have kind of deviated slightly towards the end of our lists. But that's mainly because, as, as we've said before, I think the talent is kind of very similar there's a very, it's definitely a tier uh, of running backs, kind of between running back maybe 11 through to 16, 17. So there's there's plenty of options to be had there. I think you've just got to hope that you land on the one guy who who just has his uh, career season. And uh, oh, yeah. unfortunately, there's not much there's not much in that decision other than luck. Yeah, uh, no You've just got to hope for the best. As we've <laughs> seen with Cam Akers, you know, it, injuries can happen before games even begin. So uh, yeah. Because I dare say, if if Akers was playing this year, I, I think, think he'd have been. made it into my top twelve. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so I guess that's that's the episode. We breezed through that pretty rapidly compared to our our QB <laughs> listing. Um, next time we'll be coming back with our top twelve wide receivers, which I dare say is going to be even more difficult than the top twelve running backs. Because I'm, I'm struggling there. <laughs> yeah, there is. I've I've found that too. There's there is a lot of uh, a lot of similar talent uh, in the upper echelons of the wide receiver collective in the NFL. So we'll we'll. We'll uh, we'll have to we'll have to put it down on paper in pen so we can't change it, and we'll present our <laughs> lists next time. Uh, another thing, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, of course, because podcasts can be listened to many years in the future. In which case, hello from the past. Um, <laughs> but but at the moment, uh, we are running a competition or a well a sweepstakes really a giveaway. Uh, so we're giving away an NFL jersey that belongs to a team of your choice. All you have to do to enter it is head on to our facebook page or go to our instagram and uh just like the post and follow the link and uh you'll be able to register your entries uh at the link which will ask you to either subscribe to the podcast on spotify google or apple or just uh, visit our facebook and instagram pages um, and it's as simple as that you, you as long as you're kind of a resident of north america or uh the uk uh we're, we're able to uh send off a, a jersey of of a team of your choice to you so um so enter and uh, obviously share it around if you can it's it would be great to to just get 
more people uh, knowing about the podcast so that we can we can kind of share this experience and share our uh, professional uh, very expert advice with <laughs> with more people but um yeah it'd be great for you to to try and enter and obviously it's it's a fantastic prize and if i could win a free jersey i'd certainly be entering the competition if it cost me nothing so uh, <laughs> so go on down and, and enter are there any final words of wisdom from you, uh, Jack, before we before we close? Hey, no, I think you summed that up perfectly, yeah. Uh, please follow us on socials, get entered into the competition. Like Connor said, I'm, I'm due a new jersey, so I'd love this opportunity. Uh, share, <laughs> <laughs> share it around as much as you can, and uh, we'll see you for the wide receiver episode. Yeah, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.